Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is the worst argument that you'll hear in defence of Israel's murderous onslaught against Gaza, but it's also an extremely common argument. I'm sure you've come across it yourselves, and it needs taking on, not just because it is total abject nonsense, but because it actually underlines the unique horror of what's happening right now in Gaza. So in that sense, it becomes inadvertently useful. Now, it goes like this. Why are you all focusing in Gaza and protesting about Gaza so much rather than X, Y, or Z horror? Now, superficially, of course, this is an argument for never protesting about anything, that unless you protest against everything simultaneously, then you can't protest a single thing. I won't tidy my own room because the rest of the world is a mess. Now, that won't satisfy critics on its own, that argument, because then the focus, is it's argued, is on, on Gaza, is driven by a particular and unjustified hatred of Israel with an underpinning of anti-Semitism. So here are some other basic points before we make the bulk of the argument, I suppose. Firstly, the longevity of this conflict slash injustice. It dates back to 1948, well, actually further than that, but Look, for all intents and purposes, I think it's important to talk about what happened then and, and there on in. When Israel was founded and what was known as a Nakba resulted in the ethnic cleansing of 700,000 Palestinians from their homes, with around 15,000 of them killed. Then follows, after that, the longest belligerent occupation in modern times, and then Gaza, specifically, the longest siege in modern times. Now, the clock did not start with the war crimes undeniably committed by Hamas on the 7th of October, as much as apologists for Israel's current massacre in Gaza would like us to believe otherwise. Now, a second point is the unique horror of racist domination, commonly known as apartheid. Now, apartheid has been used to describe Israel's oppression of the Palestinians by um, Amnesty International, Human Rights Watch, and the Israeli human rights organisation Betzlem, among many others. There were those who back in the Cold War, asked why there was so much focus on apartheid South Africa when there was no shortage of other brutal and oppressive and indeed murderous regimes on the face of the planet. And the answer here is that racist domination is widely regarded as a very specific and unique horror. But the comparison is made with responses to this horror and other horrors, with the argument going that we're ignoring far worse atrocities and have done than that currently being unleashed against Gaza. Now, there's a cartoon circulating on Twitter which sums up this basic line of argument. It shows four pictures of Westminster, each with a caption. The first says, Assad kills 500,000 Muslims in Syria, with the streets around the Houses of Parliament empty. Then, 230,000 Muslims dead in Yemen, the same. 24,000 Muslims massacred in Myanmar, the same. Then, Israel defends itself against Hamas, hmm, one way of putting it, isn't it, packed with protesters huge numbers of protesters on Westminster Bridge. Now, this argument inadvertently makes the case for just how extreme the war in Gaza is, by accident, in ways you might not appreciate, even if you are opposed, as I hope you are, to what is currently unfolding. Let's take Syria first. Now, that is an undeniably diabolical conflict, if you look at the impact on human life. 
In terms of actual figures, the UN Human Rights Office believes that more than 306,000 civilians in Syria were killed between 2011 and 2021. A truly horrendous tally. Many more combatants were killed, other than that, on top of that, but obviously we need to focus on the civilian death toll here. Now, it's not true, of course, that all of those were killed by the Assad dictatorship. We're all aware, I'm sure, of other murderous factions operating in this war, ISIS, for example, but the regime is responsible for the large majority. Now, a credible analysis by the Syrian Network for Human Rights, it's opposed to the regime, but I think the analysis is highly credible, suggests that the regime killed 87% directly, violent deaths we're talking here, um, of civilians. If you include military action by their Russian allies, that brings the tally up to 90%. So it's reasonable to believe that around 275 thousand civilians have been killed by the Assad regime. Now, the first point here really is the crucial point. Before we go on, Israel is armed and backed by the West. Our governments actively support the massacre that it is undertaking in Gaza. It's therefore directly complicit, just as the Putin regime is incidentally directly complicit in the crimes committed by the Assad regime in Syria. Now, this is such a screamingly obvious point that the only conceivable reason, in my mind, apologists for Israeli war crimes refuse to engage with it, is cynicism rather than, say, complete and total stupidity. It's so obvious. In a democracy, you use mass collective action to put pressure on power, principally your government, to change its behaviour, not exclusively, might be companies too, for example. Now, Israel is essentially an outpost of the West, of which we are part, and the massacre it is conducting is directly facilitated by the governments which arm it and support it. That's why we are so furious and agitated and doing our best to fight it. The same is not true with Assad. Assad is a hostile state. The government already regard and have loudly made it clear that they are opposed to the atrocities committed by Assad. Now, add some very important caveats here. Now, there are those who agitated for military action in Syria by the West, which we did march against. I spoke at protests against such military action and proudly true too as well, because we believed we would again make us cells directly complicit in the slaughter of innocent civilians. We looked at the evidence base, always worth learning from history, as much as our opponents refused to do so. We looked at Western interventions in Afghanistan, Iraq, Libya. Spoiler, they were all completely catastrophic. Everything that was claimed was wrong, and our worst fears were confirmed and much beyond. Now, we wanted to prevent that happening all over again. Now, I would know that over 3,000 civilians in Syria were estimated to have been killed by Western forces. That's not exactly a small number, is it? It's the same number as those killed on 9-11, and adjusting for population size would indeed be the equivalent of over 40,000 American civilians, um, and without, as you'll note, stopping Assad, if that was the war aim, who has, in a meaningful sense, won the Syrian civil war. Now, I, I, do, I know that Russia's correctly denounced his hideously indiscriminate bombing of Syria, but the West is still responsible for 44% compared uh, to the deaths committed by Russia. So just under half the number committed by Russia and 60% of the deaths ISIS is responsible for. So you can, if, you, if we think ISIS is bloody, we, the West is responsible for the proportionately 60% of the same number of deaths as ISIS. Now, there's another point. Those of us who is protesting over those who did, sorry, protest over the question of Syria wanted the West to engage in military action. There were those who wanted that to happen. Who were protesting about the war with a specific demand on the government: "We want you to militarily involve yourself in this war." Now, those such as myself were not going to align ourselves with those people, 
for the reasons that I've set out. Now, compare what I think we should agree is the catastrophe, the total catastrophe of the Syrian war to the current situation in Gaza. And this is where, I'm afraid, it gets pretty grim. We have the figures provided by Gaza's Ministry of Health. Now, those are routinely attacked on the grounds that the Ministry of Health is run by Hamas and therefore its statistics are not credible or reliable. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Well, in previous conflicts, the final fatality figures released by the Ministry of Health have been validated by the United Nations and Israel itself. Furthermore, when Joe Biden cast doubt on Palestinian fatality figures, the Ministry of Health released the names, ages, gender of each victim, plus the Israel-approved identification numbers of each person. So to prove their figures are correct. But they're actually underestimates because they don't include thousands of missing people, the vast majority of whom are almost certainly buried under rubble who cannot be identified yet because in the chaos of wartime, it is not possible to retrieve those bodies. That's why it's best to defer to the figures, the estimates of the Euromed Human Rights Monitor, an independent human rights group based in Geneva, chaired by Richard Falk, the former UN Special Rapporteur on the Situation of Human Rights in the Occupied Palestinian Territories, and Professor Emetrus of International Law at Princeton University, a very credible group. Their latest figures have over 17,000 dead, of which nearly 14,500 are civilians. Now, if we go by the estimated pre-war population of Syria back in 2011, it was 22.73 million, around 10 times higher than pre-war Gaza, about 2.2 million. Now, if we adjust Gaza's civilian death size, death toll, sorry, for population size, that is the equivalent of well over 150,000 civilians being killed in Syria. Now, that is just over half of the total Syrian civil civilian death toll, and significantly more than the total that we can reasonably blame the Assad regime for. So what does that mean? It means in, in a bit over six weeks, Gaza's civilian death toll is half as much as Syria's total civilian death rate after 10 years. And that's the war in Syria is seen correctly as hideously brutal. That just shows you how bloody, how violent this death toll, it, this sorry, so-called war, this massacre, correctly, is in Gaza. You can see the civilian death rate compared to a war in Syria, which we all correctly regard as one of the great horrors of our time. Now, the obvious retort here is I've excluded combatants from Syria's death toll. One estimate there has, on top of the figure I just said, 
well over 300,000 combatants who've been killed as well. So how do we know I'm actually quoting civilian deaths in Gaza and they're not Hamas fighters? Well, based on the Ministry of Health figures, which are credible for the reasons they set out and indeed accepted as such by the UN and other agencies, 70% of those killed in Gaza are women and children. Now, many are uncomfortable with what they call the women and childrening of this conflict because many civilian men are dying too and we should mourn them, which I'll come on to. But the fact is women and children are not Hamas fighters. So that's 70%, we can just take them out. We know they're not military combatants. Now on the point about men, the, Iraqi, the Iraq Body Count, an internationally respected research project, excellent work, who sought to estimate violence civilian deaths after the invasion of Iraq, which they did only based on validated public reports. So it was always going to be an underestimate. But they wanted to just find kind of a absolute cast iron, here's the death toll, violent death toll amongst civilians that we can reasonably put out. Now, at the end of October, they went through the deaths of individual, of data, sorry, of individual deaths released by the Ministry of Health. What was their conclusion? They said, our analysis of Gaza mortality data shows that few of the victims can have been combatants. The modest excess of adult males killed can be explained by their greater exposure to risk in EG rescue efforts. These IDF attacks are overwhelmingly and unforgivably on civilians. It gets worse and worse. So as I said, 70% of fatalities in Gaza, violent civilian deaths I'm talking about, are women and children. In Syria, in the first four years of war, a detailed academic study in the British Medical Journal found 25% of fatalities caused by violence amongst civilians were women and children. Let's just look at children. In Syria, in the first two years of war, the estimated proportion of, of children killed was 10%. In Iraq, according to the Iraqi Body Counts database, um, that was 8.6% since the invasion. 8.6% of violent civilian deaths were children. In Ukraine, according to UN figures since the invasion, it's around 6% children, again, who are make up the total violent civilian deaths. Going off the latest figures from the independent Euromed Human Rights Monitor, of the civilian death toll in Gaza, 46.5% are children. Compare that again. In Gaza, nearly half of those killed among civilians are children, compared to 6% in Ukraine, 8.6% in Iraq, and 10% in the first two years of the Syrian war. So we know a number of things. The violent civilian death rate is far worse in Gaza than in Syria, and of the civilians, a far higher proportion of those killed are children. Now to continue, they mention Myanmar, and indeed the Rohingya genocide is a one of the great obscenities of our time. Over 24,000 believed murdered by the Myanmar military um, in the period after August 2017. Now again, crucial point, Myanmar is not a Western ally which is armed and backed by our governments. In fact, it's subject to economic sanctions and an embargo, correctly so. Now, what would the request for our protest be on Myanmar? What would the demands be? Again, it's a crucial point. Now, Yemen is an excellent example, actually, and it is itself instructive. The Saudi war in Yemen is something I've been passionate about raising, and I'm not saying this to blow my own trumpet. I think it's a damn indictment of the rest of the media, but no British columnist has written more about the, Yemen, the war in Yemen than myself. I've written several columns about Yemen over the years. No one can credibly accuse me of not caring about Yemen. I filmed a documentary about the war in Yemen. I went to a refugee camp, a Yemeni refugee camp, that had a huge impact on me. It's the only time I've cried on camera. Now, this is a war prosecuted by brutal dictatorship Western support. Saudi Arabia suppresses every basic democratic freedom. It strips women of basic rights, beheads dissidents and gay people, exports extremism, chops up journalists even, and has prosecuted a murderous war against Yemen. It is armed and backed by the West and therefore is an excellent point to raise. Again, it brings into sharp focus the sheer horror of Gaza. An estimated 15,000 Yemeni civilians are estimated to have been killed by direct military action 
most because of airstrikes by the Western-backed and armed Saudi coalition over a period of six years. Again, 15,000 Yemeni civilians suffering violent deaths should be considered an intolerably high and outrageous tally. That's why I've written so much about it. Now, Yemen's average wartime population was over 30 million, around 14 times bigger than Gaza's population. So a similar number of Yemeni civilians have been killed by airstrikes as in Gaza, but one over a period of six years, not six weeks, and B with a population 14 times bigger. And we should also note, well, while the Saudi regime is responsible for some deaths, there's multiple armed actors in this war. The internationally recognised government, the Houthi movement, uh, which is backed by Iran and is responsible for atrocities and war crimes as well. Various local non-aligned forces, Al-Qaeda. I mean, it really is, unfortunately, a violent free-for-all. So the, the total death toll in Yemen is the direct responsibility of different forces. So even the total civilian death toll can't be adequately and accurately compared with those killed directly by Israeli military forces in Gaza. Now, if the equivalent number of Yemenis were killed as Palestinians now have been killed in Gaza, that would mean over 216,000 Yemeni civilians being killed. But here's where things get truly grim, because it is estimated that Yemen's actual total death toll is closer to 377,000 over many years, it must be said, but that is a brutal, obviously, figure. Now, Gaza's civilian death rate over a few weeks is already half of that if you adjust for population, though an unknown proportion of the total I've just mentioned in Yemen are combatants. Now, the point is that in Yemen, many of these deaths are attributable not to weapons, but to, for example, being denied access to healthcare, to clean water and to food. And here's where it gets really bleak. It's likely that the bulk of those who will end up dying in Gaza, who will have premature deaths, will not be because of bombs or missiles. It will be the collapse of the healthcare system, the spread of illnesses, avoidable illnesses, the lack of clean water, food, of housing could go on. So you see, the, the horror currently unfolding in Gaza is of a unique and specific scale. It is significantly much, much worse than we can see in these other examples that I've provided. And that's when you link to the rhetoric of the Israeli government and their intent, you can see why so many scholars of genocide are saying that a genocide is unfolding in Gaza. It's not just about the death tally. It's not even contingent on that. But when you link it together with intent and the rest, you can see what we are fighting against. This is one of the great horrors of our age. And it will only continue to get worse because many of the people in that final death toll, whatever that final death toll is, and I don't even want to think about it, most of them are probably still alive. And that's the problem a significant proportion of Gaza's population will be wiped out. And it will be one of the bloodiest examples of our age of what we describe as warfare, though in my view, it's too asymmetric a conflict to describe it as such. It is a massacre. Please like and subscribe. Do keep the show on the road on patreon.com forward slash ownjones A4. Um, share this video and I'll see you soon. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.